following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting out with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, Jimmy. It's so nice to be on this show with you. I so hope I enjoy doing this today. <laughs> be nice. Say hi to Astro. Hi. Astro's here. Say hi to Astro. Hey, Astro, Astro, get up. Say hi. Hi, 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 hi. Astro's here. <laughs> I don't feel good again because of the sand. Again, with the, the fine, dusty sand going up in my sinuses, causing me to have a crazy voice and sniffle. People think I do cocaine now because I walk around doing this. I don't do cocaine. Trust me, I just don't breathe. The desert just doesn't agree with me. Anyway, I have to behave today on the show because Eileen Shapiro said to Jimmy, tell Ron to behave. No wisecracks about my luscious, gorgeous, huge knockers. So I'm not going to talk about your beautiful, terrific, magnificent bosoms. With the guests. With the guests. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, so he's doing the math. Eileen, you should know better. I'm like that little boy that's in the candy store, and he's not allowed to ask for candy. You know better than to tell me not to do something because I go the opposite. Listen, honey, you got them, flaunt them, because, you know, when you're 90 years old and you're tripping over them, nobody's going to care. Anyway, we're going to have a fun <laughs> show for you guys today. And lots of, uh, because we have two great... Oh, anyway, Eileen, I'm wearing the wristwatch you got. Yay. See that? It's Michael a Kors. Michael Kors. And Eileen got it to me. So we have some great guests coming on today, you guys. We, our first guest will be... Golden Globe-nominated film composer Randy Edelman. Our second guest will be two-time Grammy winner, uh, Grandmaster Melly Mel. Who they uh, We're going to do a crossover with them because they have a song that's been uh, nominated for a Grammy Award. And it's going to win. And we're going to play it here. Uh, yeah, it's going to win. For anybody who watched the MTV Video Music Awards last night, Grandmaster Melly Mel performed. Uh, they had a, a ceremony for 50 years of hip-hop, and they're the founders of hip-hop. And so uh, basically, right. like, everybody performed last night, and it was awesome. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think we're going to have a great time. I think so, too, but I have to behave. So I don't know how much fun we're going to have. The last time Randy was on, we got into an argument. <laughs> didn't he? I think, did I throw him off the show? No, did he walk off, off the show? No, you just had an argument. You worked We out. had an argument. We didn't like each other at all. For some reason, the chemistry didn't 
work. Now I'm crazy about the son of a bitch. I really am. Randy Edelman is a wonderful guy. And I'm going to ask him publicly today to do my music score on my movie, The Curse of Magic. You shouldn't do that publicly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it publicly. Mind your business, Jimmy. I do what I want. You do what you want. You're not my my master. Swangali, you're not. Forget it. Oh, I hate when he does that. Know, but... You know, when you're married, your mate tends to take advantage of you. If I were just now an actor working on his show, being salaried, money, you know, sold him. They would, anybody would come on the show for free, honey. <laughs> but they wouldn't last long with you. Well, you never know. He takes advantage of you. Well, why don't you get somebody to replace him? I'm ready to retire. Yeah, I'm ready to retire. You love every minute of it, except for when you don't feel well. I'm ready to move to Europe. I want to live in Italy and get myself a 23-year-old Italian, 26-year-old Italian, (laughs) 30-year-old Italian. 40-year-old Italian. 50-year-old Italian. 40-year-old. Okay. And and just have pasta and l'amore. So I hope every I can't breathe. Hope look, every, look at my nostrils. Watch. There's no air going in. I'm this desert's for the birds. I gotta say, I can't wait to get to the Hamptons. Ocean breezes. Oh my god, the ocean. I'm gonna smell and it's gonna be so wonderful. No sand. Okay. I'm gonna behave on this show. I'm not gonna be outrageous. So those of you that love me outrageous, you don't have to watch the show. It's like when you haven't had any sophisticated guests. No, I'm, it's not that I'm scared <laughs> shit after I got the gun put to my head by Shapiro. <laughs> I mean, Shapiro's going to come after me with double barrel. No. If I, mis- no, if I misbehave, Eileen will crucify me. No, it'll be terrific. We're going to have a good show, you guys. I hope everybody had a good weekend. We went and saw my fat, big fat Greek wedding three where they go to Greece. It really wasn't very good, unfortunately. And my poor Laney. You know, Laney's a dear friend of mine for over 40 years. And, you know, I, she's not well. And that's why we can't use her in my movie, The Gift of the, the Curse of Magic. She was going to star it with me, but she's not too well. She can't get that many hours of work anymore. Whatever it is, she'll get over it, I hope. So in this movie, they put her in for like two seconds. She's in the beginning for like six lines and at the end for six lines. And I feel so bad because she was such an important part of my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, the movie had a few. I, I missed her. No, I missed her in the movie. I mean, I love Lainey. I, I love Lainey a lot. And I just missed not seeing her in this film because she is so much a part of my big fat Greek wedding. I, you know, the thing is, she's the mother. She was brilliant in the part. I'm so sad that Lainey wasn't more in the film more. Absolutely. And it was disappointing because we were hoping it would be a better film than it actually was. Well, the film I knew was going to stink because when you do a third film, you have beaten that horse to death, honey. Leave it alone. Go to something new. You know, you want to make it a trilogy of life. It's like we met them when they were young and now Laney's got Alzheimer's, the father's dead. This Who gives a shit? We have our own lives to reflect on. We don't need to reflect on somebody else's life, tragedy or whatever. When it was an up-happy movie we all loved it the first one was fun and the second one was was okay but this one i like the second one well i mean not as good as the, the first second one. one was well of course i liked the second one laney played the mother who was, was getting married you know so i enjoyed watching laney's work you know laney took a bad fall she tripped over her cat and then she went to connie stevens's house 
and she tripped in a hole in Connie Stevens's house and fell down and hurt the hurt that she hurt with the cat. So she's you know, recuperating from a fall. And she's my age, she's 83. And you know, when you fall at 83. We wanna welcome B. Claudia's in the chat room. Hey B, thanks for making the graphics for us and getting it out there. Yes, I, I love the new one with, with my dog and I, and Jimmy, the dog. I think it's yes, a lot I do. Of fun. I do. You know, I can't stand this nose. Now it's itching. I swear to you, I do not do cocaine. I swear on my dog. I don't. I've never done cocaine. We don't do any drugs. No, I don't do any drugs. But I look like a dopey because I'm doing this. It started the other day, and my daughter Leslie has the same problem. So we played cards Monday night. You know, the family, and then Les and I are sitting sniffing, and we both started laughing. And she said to me, Daddy. We look like we just did coke. I said, you're right. And I hope people don't think that Wednesday on the show. So Leslie said, tell them. Tell them that you're not. I also am telling you not. It's just, a, see what happens? The desert sand flies around and it becomes dust. It, it, it wears itself down. And the, when the winds are blowing, like yesterday, the winds were 100 miles an hour here in Palm Springs. And that dust, you can't help but inhale it. And it goes up into the sinus cavity and it infects it. So the sinus is the same right now. Get that shit out of here. So it's making water in my nose so I could blow out the sand. Anyway. How dull is that? Who gives a shit really? You can't. So what's going on, everybody? Summer's almost over. It's September. It's only getting to like 104 here now instead of 120. And it'll be 90 uh, next and week. And next week it's going to be 90. So that's a, we'll that's get a some cold better. wave. A cold wave is coming. That's right. So uh, if you're trying to get into the chat room and you can't find the show, you can plug in W4CY Radio uh, T. TV, let's see, hang on, W4CI Radio TV channel into YouTube and the show will pop right up. Or you can go to W4CY.com and just click, we're playing live on the website. You can click and it'll take you to YouTube. Um, and don't wanna, forget, you can see us even on your cell phone, which I think is remarkable. Could you imagine that a cell phone can show it? It's just brilliant what they've done today. So we're, like I wrote today, we're on anything that has a screen. If it has a screen, we're there. You can find us. So don't give me that crap. Oh, I can't find your show. How do I get to it? Grow up, learn. I had to learn uh, whatever it is I learned. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I want to give some shout outs. I want to give a shout out to uh, Sylvia and Kenneth Polite. I know that Sylvia is listening because she texted me that she's watching us on YouTube. So hello, hello. Yes, and Sylvia, as soon as there's an opening, yes, I will accept your friend requests on Facebook. It's just that I still have my 5,000 and nobody wants to go. And I don't want to kick anybody off because they've been with me for so many years. So we're going to have to just wait, Sylvie. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I hope it's good and, and sending love and, and hugs your way. Uh, thanks, Pete, Claudia, for all the things that you're doing. We want to thank everybody who tunes into the show every week. Uh, last week's show is doing pretty well. Um, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell every Wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. We're also on a whole bunch of other platforms, but those are the ones everybody knows, and those are the big main platforms. Um, so tune in, listen to us, listen to our replays. Show's a lot of fun, and we appreciate all y'all's support. And I'm on standby with the movie Death House. 
They said, as soon as the strike is over, we start to shoot that film. It's a great script, and I cannot wait. You know, I've done a lot of movies, and I say, eh, look, Jimmy, I'm doing another crappy movie, or I don't care for this one, or blah, 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 blah. I never get excited anymore, but I am now, because Death House, boy, oh, boy, it's a different kind of movie, and it's something you've never seen before, and it's got a fabulous cast, an all-star cast. Big stars are in it. I mean, the guy from Star Wars is in it. Yep, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is in it. And then the other one? Doug Jones. Doug Jones. And then the other one? There's another we one. Can't name, can't say but that we one. can't name the other one yet. Because, <laughs> because he's, he's having a baby, I guess, or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, I can't wait to go to work. Jimmy's producing that. And I want you to know, I'm not in that movie because Jimmy's producing it. I'm in that movie because the guys that are producing it know me. And they think that I would be very good for the part that I'm playing. So I want to thank them, not Jimmy. Jimmy was not responsible for me getting in this movie. Right? No, but I am producing and I'm the lead producer. Yeah, he's producing. <laughs> but I didn't have to sleep with the producer to get the part like I normally do. But I have to sleep with him to get a part. But no, really. But um, yeah, I can't wait. I, I just got, I'm so excited about it, and I don't get excited over movies, but there's another movie I would get very excited over that I cannot wait to get out, is Quigley. Quigley 2 is a movie that is so sensational. The script is just the best script in the world. It has to be a Christmas movie. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you warm. It's a beautiful movie about a dog who dies and goes to heaven. Of course... You talk about a dog, and I'm in love already. And that comes dog, and the dog comes down from heaven to help autistic children who are being abused in a toy factory. They're not being abused. No, well, they are being abused. No, they're not. Are they don't, don't the script? That's not the script. Anyway, I read that they were not nice to the kids. No, the autistic children are making toys in the toy factory, and a bad lady tries to buy the toy factory and run it out of business, so the autistic kids don't have a job. Okay, so he's got it. But it's going to be good, and I think funding is going to come through for it. It's soon. a wonderful script. I've read it like three or four times, and I every time I read it, I get so excited about it. Uh, I think we need Quigley. I think we need to let the world know how important a dog is to you, and what a dog can do for you, and how a dog can help people. Dogs are just not things that people abuse and. Ugh. Anyway. Dogs are wonderful. Dogs are wonderful. Right, Astro? Wake up, you sleep, you lazy bastard. He's <laughs> on the pillow snoring. Imagine. I also want to give a shout out to Suzanne. Suzanne Tripaldi sending me text messages that she's watching. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? Love you. Um, and we're going to bring on our first guest um, now. And we're going to play a couple songs of his today while we've got him on. Uh, but let's bring him on and see if we can hear him. Can you hear me? Hey, how are you doing? Really good, baby. My two favorite people. <laughs> yeah, you're so full of shit. So, Randy, are you on your phone? I'm are on you my on phone. Yeah. Can you turn it? If you turn, can you turn it sideways or no? Like that? Well, I did, but it didn't do it. Oh, no, I just didn't think it would be longer, but that's okay. Hey, all right, we can hear you, so let's go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Golden Globe nominated superstar composer, singer, songwriter, Randy Edelman. Hello and welcome back to the show. Yeah. Boy, it's been so long. I really miss seeing you guys. I want to speak. I love your accent. Speak, speak, speak. <laughs> it's 
so New York. I, you know, I'm so dying to move. New Jersey. Don't give me the New York bullshit. Listen, listen, New Jersey tried to speak like Brooklyn, but they never accomplished it. No, they they, I, they I'm, tried. This is the but, real Jersey. What are you guys doing? Wait, you're from Phoenix, right? Move, waiting to move back to New York. Yeah, well, I'll be back there now. Come back. Didn't Eileen tell you we're moving back? No. She never, she never talks about Oh, wait about a second. Hold on. She gave me this wristwatch. It's a Michael Kors wristwatch. Hey, hey. Oh, no. that, that's, that's the one I got hot on the corner of 7th and uh, whatever street that was. That's the one I gave. Yeah. Eileen is very good. Eileen is very good to all the men that please her. <laughs> I have to behave because I wouldn't know about that one. I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> no, Randy, Eileen called Jimmy and said, "Please tell Ron not to mention my gorgeous, big, luscious tits on the show." <laughs> so I promised I wouldn't mention her gorgeous, big, luscious tits on this show. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> I didn't do it, did I? <laughs> All right, so here's first thing we got to do. We have to do take take care of some technical things. So in the chat room, we have B Claudia who said she's never seen you like this before. So if you could just do us a favor and just say hi to B Claudia, you know who she is. I know you've emailed with her, but she's never actually seen you, um, and she's all excited. So say hi to B, please. I I didn't get her name. Claudia. B Claudia. B -Claudia. B -Claudia. Oh, B Claudia. Yeah, B. I know B. <laughs> she loves Listen, you. How's your wife? How is she? Yeah. How you doing? She's in the house. Uh, you know, he's married to Barbara Streisand. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, Barbara Streisand. She's a little Jewish girl from the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they love that, that you did that for me. So that was that good. Was right. So, seriously, how is the wife? Wife is good. What are you asking about the wife for, you know? Because I know her, and I like her nice more she than actually, yeah, She actually thought that you were like a really cool and good guy and i had to set her straight after that <laughs> <laughs> no, your wife, i really listen you his wife is very famous i'm not allowed to mention her name because they get hysterical if they do. <laughs> but betty davis eyes anyway um his wife is a very famous singer who we all love and they're I mean, both super talented and super oh no she's also a little bit of a songwriter She's yes. not a singer. Just a singer. Yes, anyway, I've chosen, now listen, not because Eileen yeah. Shapiro asked me to or Jimmy, but I've heard some of Randy's um, music for film, background film, and I would have nobody else do my film but, but Randy. But he doesn't know anything about your <laughs> no, film. No, he'll know about it when I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> listen, jewels stick together. <laughs> Hold on, we'll talk about that later. I want to. I have other things. Are you going to do my, my, my movie? The score? Uh, you know, and let me see it. Well, we have to film it. <laughs> you know what? No. Don't talk to me about any movies. When it's filmed, I'll look it, show it to me. And then I'll do it. If I you, I, I'll, maybe I'll do it. But don't say you're going to film it. Film the guy. When you see this film, you're going to have to do it. It's about a Jewish woman, 1943, who's a bookie, married to an Italian mobster. And they go out to fight the Nazis in America. It the is comedy, a the black comedy. comedy. Exactly up my alley. Nazis. Yeah. No, seriously, when you get it done, send it to me. Until then, you know this. Yeah, and now it's, 
now we're thinking of having Jennifer Coolidge play my wife. <clears throat> okay. You know, Coolidge. you know Jennifer Coolidge is, don't you? No. Yes. He knows everybody, actually. Yeah. He knows everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, Randy, you're loving being in New York. He's not in New York yet. Well, I'm not in. I'm in my studio in Beverly Hills. But I spent, I've been spending, well, I've been spending. In London. In London. I just finished two film scores in London. All very different stuff. So How come you don't have a place in New York? You're not bi-coastal. Excuse me. No. I am bi-coastal. I stay in fine hotels. What do I need to I have a place. It's called the Mandarin Oriental. <laughs> no, place. No, I know that place. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I don't. You know what? I don't need. What, what do I need it to take care of it? You know, then I can call and get my sucked and all kinds of stuff. You know, right away. You know. Yeah, I agree. I, I understand. Did you preempt? It's just that when we lived in New York, we wanted you to be closer to us. Oh. He's got a residency. He pays once a month. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll i see you. I have to space it out, but I do like you guys. You know, I'm going out that place in the Fire Island in the next week. The Ice Palace. Come on. Yeah, it's September 23rd. He's playing at the Ice Palace in Cherry Grove on Fire Island. And then Fire Island, baby. That's, you know, God. I can't believe it's not coming. The night before, he's playing at Chelsea Table and Stage, and and he's also getting inducted into the New England Music Hall of Fame on September 30th. He's got a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to talk about it, but first I'm going to talk about the news. Look what happened to a nice little Jewish boy from New Jersey. <laughs> when they said to him, you're stupid, you're never going to get anywhere, you're a schmuck, and look what he did. They he all, they said, Eric, all that and more, Ron. Superstar, superstar. <laughs> So, so we have a new single uh, called Everything is Possible. We got a new album, which is uh, Everything is Possible. And then we got another new single, Everything is Possible, with Grandmaster Melly Mel, which we're not going to play till he comes on. Right. And no, I do have a new album that I'm doing right now. I play some of the songs. But it's not this one. You know that this one has yeah. a story, which we won't get into. But this right. is an album. I recorded these songs in ABBA, with ABBA in their studio about, uh, well, I won't, years and years ago. And they, well, I won't even get into the story. But the story, when you get the album, look at the back and explains the whole thing of how the, all this stuff got lost. So I, I actually, did a place for it, so I saw it, so I've read it all. So well, working with ABBA's got to be fabulous. Well, you, thank you. you. Anyway, yeah, it, uh, you no. know, if you, if you do something, and it's hopefully good, and you document it, whether it's a record or a painting or a book, somebody someday may find it. So that's what Everything is Possible is about. So I have, so we're gonna, when Melly Mel comes on and you guys are both on, we're gonna play that, that song for everybody here. But I also put, uh, I also gave the engineer Young England and, and Italian, the Italian star. That the we Italian could star, unbelievable, yeah. I like that song a lot, and, and Ron doesn't know anything about it, but I told Eileen when I when I first listened to it, I said, look, Randy wrote a song about, about Ron. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? That song is not, first of all, it's a highly uh, dated, period, romantic song, and I wrote it about Jackie and I 
I just mentioned her name, going down years ago, the Grand Canal in Venice. But the song, listen, the song is not about that at all. It's about something unbelievably meaningful in my life that if, if you listen to it, uh, it, it's about something else. So that's great that you're playing it because it's been sitting there in the drawer for about 35 years. Now, listen, you just mentioned Jackie's name. Of course, you didn't mention Jackie DeShannon. Because then it would have been <laughs> oh, oh, Jackie DeShannon, I know her, yeah. No, this I, is another Jackie. You didn't say you were married to Jackie DeShannon. Okay, yeah. Who's an actress? I know she's still gorgeous and beautiful. What happened to you already? No, she's gorgeous. Your wife yeah, is gorgeous. She's you know great. Her age? Because we came up the same time. So I know Jackie's age. She is skinny and sexy and beautiful. Yeah. For a woman her age and very young at heart. I like her better than you. I really do. Everybody does. <laughs> that, that's not saying much. I mean, a lot of <laughs> Even Eileen said, I said, you know, how do you get along with Jackie? She said, we love each other. You know, she's so sweet. I said, yeah, yeah too bad Randy's not like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Randy, so, listen. I'm trying I, to be nice here, Jimmy. No, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm just going to bust your chops. Randy, if I didn't know better, I would yeah. swear you had an affair with Eileen Shapiro's daughter. Because I Eileen Shapiro's I don't know her daughter. I think I'm in the in Fire Island. Eileen Shapiro's grandson could be your clone. Oh, you mean uh, Gabe? Is that? Uh, yeah, Gabe. I love Gabe. Yeah, no Gabe. I bet him. Yeah. Gabe looks like your son. I swear to you. He looks exactly like you, Gabe. So <laughs> we I, love Gabe. Gabe's going to have a movie we're doing. Yeah, we're Gabe, putting Gabe in a Gabe movie that we're doing. So, so uh, I said to Eileen, I said, does Randy ever know your daughter from years ago? Eileen <laughs> said, no. Yeah, I was being a little bit of a yenta. I couldn't help it. I'd say my blood. But anyway, she said to me, no, he doesn't know. No, I, I've never met her. But I, I think I may in, in Fire Island. So are you excited She's about going to Fire Island? Have you been to Fire Island before? Never. Are you kidding? What do you think? I, no, not, no. Just so, don't stay in Eileen's house. I don't house. go near those. Don't, okay. stay at, don't stay at Eileen's house. What? Oh, she says what? I have to. Because she's worried about I can't stay in the men's guest house. I have to have At 4.30 in the morning, Jimmy and I were woken up. I went By what? By five guys that, what's his name, brought home? That Colin brought home. Colin brought home, and they were all happy timing. And I well, said, boy, I'm going yeah, back what to is, What does Colin have to do with that house? Colin owns half of it with Eileen. Oh, Don't Jesus. What's this the story? Okay. No, Colin is not going to. I am in that house by myself alone, or I don't stay there. So that's <laughs> where, <laughs> I'm serious. Because Colin gets a bit happy, so, lady, yeah. and he brings all these tricks home. So there's like five of them in the kitchen at five, partying away at five in the morning. No, I, I'll stay in the, whatever that, the men's guest house, she called it. Wait, you got to make sure that you don't, what do they call it? The brambles or what do they call no, it? Yeah, stay, no, stay out of the meat rack. Stay out of the meat rack. Don't, when you're walking down, don't go into the meat rack. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to partake in every goddamn thing that's available. No. Fairyland Island or whatever it's I called. He calls it Fairyland Island. <laughs> So that know, was hilarious. I know many straight men that walked into the meat rack and came out gay. So don't go in the meat rack. 
but I agree with you. You know, I've been into, listen, I was six, 1956. I was six, 16 years old and gorgeous, a beautiful boy. And I went to Fire Island and I was walking on the wooden sidewalk they have. And there were a bunch of guys there having drinks in their apartment, their house, little railing between. They grabbed me by the arm, pulled me over the fence. And I thought I was going to be raped by all these guys. So I don't have a very good opinion of Fire Island. Uh, anymore. So I went back with Jimmy after 35 years because Eileen said, come to my house. Beautiful uh, house. I mean, the ocean is right there. You can't ask for more. But my God, it still is as degenerate as it was when, <laughs> when I was 16. <laughs> That's why I'm going there. That's why I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, but Randy, nobody pulls me anymore by the wrist into their house. And I'm now by the now I walk by there and said, listen, Grandpa, you want to sit and rest a while? <laughs> so so uh, let's let's um, talk a little bit about the New England Music Hall of Fame thing, because I looked it up, and you have a bunch of great people getting inducted with you uh, into the New England Music Hall of Fame. Brad Delp and Sib Hashian, both from the band Boston, which is a big band. Little Richard in Postmortem. Oh, little Richard. Christine McVeigh. Yeah, Christine I didn't mind. Let's be let Serious. Let's be serious. What is this thing, New England Music Hall of Fame? Come on. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. You're the one who got. <laughs> no, I'm it's going because Quattro. I'm being dragged there by Eileen. That's it. Okay. Well, we got Susie Quattro is getting inducted, and she was on our show. We had a blast with her. You probably know her, right? You know Susie Quattro. You probably yeah. do or know of her. No, I don't know any of these people. You know. <laughs> You'll probably be the only Jew in the New England fame. <laughs> Maybe. I think so. They're all going up there, you know. Oh, yeah. Like it's, over, I, it's over like Young Kipper that weekend or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. When I go to New England, I tell everybody I'm Italian. So, <laughs> so I, they don't attack me. Because you know, I, I see on your schedule you're also playing in the Boston City Winery, the Cutting Room oh, in New York. Yeah. All the big shows. Yeah, no. No, it's, it, to be honest with you, uh, Jimmy, it's it's been a lot of fun doing these things. I just did a place now, Ron liked it, in London called The Crazy Cock. It's the greatest club in the world. Fantastic. I'm doing it again Christmas. But I'm, ha I'm having fun doing this stuff because I kind of mix. Uh, I can't believe you guys have never been to the, one of these piece of shit shows that I do. I do songs, but I also no, play a lot of... I do I do a lot of film scores and kind of explain that, which is kind of odd to do in that setting. But it's fun. I'm having a blast. Do you also, do you also Wait a minute. Are you going to do anything in New York in um, October? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. October 27th at the Okay. Room. We're there. I'm, I'm there. We're coming in in October. So I okay. if we're there. Now, what do you Okay, I'll change the date then, so I won't be there. But yeah, listen, listen, you have to, we don't get even here. We, we don't buy. We don't buy tickets. You have to comp us, otherwise we don't go. No, no more comps. No, I learned that. Listen, hey, I'll get, listen. I'll give you comps when I get paid to do it. These things are not exactly the big spots. No, 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 listen, listen, my best friend was Mr. Blackwell. You know who Mr. Blackwell was? The ten worst wrestlers. Very, yeah, very, very famous guy, my buddy. And Blackwell trained me. He said, Ron, remember one thing. You are PR. No matter where you go, you You're report. Media, not PR. 
You're not. You're media. I'm PR. You're media. Yeah, I um, thought you were an actor. Yes, he's an actor, and he's media because the star, the PR thing is just a sideline. People invite me to their shows because I do. I do articles. I critique everything. Okay. Well, I'm going to invite you to my show. You can do an article, and you ain't getting comps. Okay. Let's settle that. Because that's the payment for me to pay. And say, Listen, it's only a wise man's deal. Eileen, Eileen will pay for you. Yes, Eileen will pay for you. <laughs> no, what I will do is I will hide under Eileen's right breast. No one will see me going in, and I'll get a seat. How's that? So wait, I want to go back. So because for, for people who don't, might not know who you are, so you've done, name five <laughs> films that you've been a composer for that, you, that you're proud of. Everybody knows who you are. I know, but there's two. I, you know, I can't do that. I've done over a hundred films. You, right, want, you, want, you, want, you want comedies? How about uh, The Mask? My Cousin yeah. Vince, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, While You Were Sleeping. Uh-oh, what, what happened? happened? Dragonheart, Anaconda, you know, come on. I don't, you don't, you, you, you gotta like, you know, I don't, you know I don't like it. Then you sing, I know you don't. That's why I'm letting you pick them. Listen, I, 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 if you were nobody, you wouldn't be on this show. Uh, you can't get anybody on this show. Do you see what you <laughs> Have you watched the last 10 minutes? You guys haven't hit a fucking lick. Is I bet you. They're bullshitting. Let's go. Let's, let's start the show. I bet this show gets a lot. Like We had a show, you, we had a, show a few weeks ago. They got 19 million plays. So uh, When did you decide to go gay? Choose me. No, no, wait, wait. So wait. So then you also have written songs, and you sing some of the songs you've written. Um, uh, give us three. That way you get to tell them, and you don't have me. Like, Weekend in New England, because that's my favorite. Nah. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. You know, no, no. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna now. I'm coming on this show to promote myself. If I wanted to do that, I'd go on a show that somebody may see. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, he's written songs uh, that have been performed by. I'm gonna do it, and then we'll be done. Nelly, the Carpenters, Barry Manilow, Olivia Newton-John, Patti Labelle, Willie Nelson, oh, Let's Sweat and Tears, Dion Warwick, and there are more. And uh, wait, let's talk about Patti Labelle. What about her? What was it like working with Patti LaBelle? Uh, I had to tone her down a little. Anyway, no. She did a song on It's the Sweetest Song, and she screamed it, and it was a, a big hit. And then years later, it was a hit all over again uh, with uh, a rapper named Nelly, number one hip-hop record of the year. This is about 10 years ago. But it was based on that song. No, Patti LaBelle, great. There, anybody what? who's... My song. What, what was the name of the song? What was uh, the name of the song? Isn't it a shame, Patty Labelle? My hit. Uh, Nelly was my place because he did a little something. It's different than what we just did with the uh, Mel. You know, Melly, the guy coming on your show. That right. is my record, and he added to it. The the Nelly thing was something he built from the ground up based on my song. So actually, I was a, I was a clothing designer uh, many years ago. Would you please let me talk? And uh, no, I actually used to dress Nelly, so I, I know him really well. I used to dress him, and uh, and he he would wear all my stuff when he was out performing and stuff. So he's very cool. 
uh, Nelly and Ali G, I think that was the other guy, Ali, or Ali, Ali, not, not, not Ali G, Ali. All right, so let's think. So what was that so important? That you had well, he say? worked with Nelly, and I worked with Nelly. You didn't work with Nelly, so fuck you. I don't even know who Nelly is. I know you don't know who he is, so I can't help that. <laughs> it was on two, two number one albums. Number one, pop, wait, hip, wait, crap, wait, you know. We can't play those Ron, Ron, you disappeared from the, from the planet like 30 years ago. No, no, you know what? The minute Johnny Mantis stopped singing, I stopped going. Oh, <laughs> I've met Johnny Mantis three times. I love him. He's, he lives I, up the street. Him. Oh, he lives up the street. Oh, good. We'll go ring his bell. <laughs> I'm coming. You can ring his bell. I don't go that way. <laughs> you, know I, you know what? I've rung many a bell of many a celebrity. I'm not bullshitting you. There's Jimmy. Jimmy will tell it's you. Right. Okay. I, I'm finding out from my friends where Jennifer Coolidge lives in. Whitley Heights, I'm going to go ring her bell next week and tell her, here's my script. You want to be in my movie? Because if you go to managers, you get nothing. You got to do it old style, New York style. Ring a bell, say, hey, listen, you want to do this with me? Part. You know that. that that's part. me. I'm the poster child for doing everything yourself. Yeah, yes. Me too. I don't give a shit about managers and secretaries. The, the, difference is, the difference is I've done something. You haven't done anything. And <laughs> Thank God nobody sees this fucking show. <laughs> I have to tell you one thing. Yeah, go I, ahead. I was New York City's at one time most famous female impersonator when I impersonated Jane Russell. Ask Eileen about it. Can I, we? Can I? Can I see that? I, some? It's true. He I has videos. I has pictures. I had billboards all over New York City of me okay. and Jim saying "Hi, Sailor." <laughs> okay, listen. When you come to my show at the cutting room in October, not only will I will pick up, I'll, I'll comp you, but you have to do, do your Jane Russell impersonation. I'll give you 10 minutes. Uh, you know what? He'll Jane, never do Jane that. Russell was my best friend for years. We were buddies. We hung out together. And she was 89 when she died. I should only look as good as she does now. I wouldn't do Jane Russell if you paid me because I don't have it anymore. This was when okay. I was then, then no comp. <laughs> but I can go and I can imitate, uh, like maybe uh, Hermione Gingold. <laughs> oh my God, Hermione Gingold. All right, so hold on. We're gonna Show take a picture. Uh, he's, we can't see. He yes, can't see it. She's not my. Picture. We can't see it. So I, we're gonna take a music break and play a song. Which song would you prefer to play? Italian Star or uh, oh, play Italian or Young Star. England? I want to hear about him as well. They're they're both very piano. Play Young England. All right. No, play the all one right. with his wife. Well, Jackie, we'll play, play Italian Star. I don't give a name again. Right, well, Young England's a video, though, so we can actually see it. Nobody else. Okay. Play them both. All right. If we're gonna, so, so introduce Young England. Juan, get one Young England ready, and as soon as Randy introduces it, let's play it, please. Okay. This is a song written about the skinheads in England in the 80s, and it's taken all this time to surface. So it's from that lost album. Young.
eyes are upon a bunch of moving unknown souls next week maybe come on unsuspecting always changing on their kingdom's aisle and they're the ones unknowingly set tomorrow's style better come beautiful may i make a suggestion a few more piano lessons i think it would be perfect <laughs> what do you think randy if you haven't got the money i'll loan you the money for the uh whatever <laughs> I, i'm always ready to take piano lessons no. <laughs> it's a beautiful song, a beautiful song. Love it. so it you guys young really england, is a beautiful song young england is on the new album that just came out tuesday called everything is possible um, and so will the Italian star, and so will uh, everything is possible. The non hip hop Italian star. We play that. Oh, sorry, that was my thing. We have time. We have time. Yeah, let's play the Italian star when we hear that. Oh my God, it's a long thing. No, <laughs> I, 
it's very it's romantic. You see, this stuff isn't really indicative of this album. You're playing two things, but it's great. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay. okay, so then we won't play it. Let's tell everybody, buy the album to hear it, right? Well, we don't want to give it away for free. Uh, hey, Juan, write in the chat room how long is that song? And let me know how no, long No, no, we're not going to play no, it. No, it's going to be fun. Everybody will like it. No, it's beautiful. No, it's a very romantic song. It's a total throwback to like someone like Ron's age, really. No, no, we're going to play it because it's only three minutes Ron's long. Day. Ron's right. age. Right. Listen, <laughs> listen to Ron, listen to the song, and I'll tell you what it's about. Seriously. Okay, the, okay right. go ahead. So, so who, who told you I went to school with Cleopatra? <laughs> <laughs> so introduce it, man. Ron's going to play it yeah. Jackie and I going down the canal in Venice years ago, and this is the feeling of that, but the song is not really about that. Listen to it. Sounds like good. I want to hear it. We're playing it now. We're going to play it. Italian star, everybody. We roll down the Grand Canal. Of 81, seeing the whole world was singing our tune. You wore white, chattered on. Soon the sunset haze was gone, and the gondola dropped us all too soon. We were in that passing phase when life's flow seemed assured. Every day a perfect rosy heart But things would change, our road would bend Life got hard, let's not pretend But darling, I loved you from the start High up on our desert hill Life passed by and we got a chill Took a while unraveling Fate's not issued by one's hand Sit up late and wait for some good news All is not just as we wished Bad times follow good We sail a winding course that we can't chart No matter what the future brings One thought inside me always the star Many times I fall back to that picture Venice Towers are watching us go by Every time it holds such fascination And every present fall I can untie I hear the sultry violin they wander out and wander in We have to use the sound For what it's worth Just mix it in with every day Make it work hard when it plays It's up against some harsh sounds Not so sweet I still have Casanova dreams Though tarnished now and not so clean there may be times when you and I must part But 
remember that Italian star Count on me if you come so far Darling, oh, I loved you from the start I still have Casanova dreams Tarnished now and not so clean There may be times for you and I must fall Remember that Italian star Is all I could say. Listen, big shot from Jersey, that's nobody. You really can sing. So, how come when you sing, you don't sound like a Jew from New Jersey? I got another guy who I keep around, I bring him out. Because you, you enunciate beautifully and you have a great voice. And I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. Because if I thought you sucked as a singer, I wouldn't even mention it. Okay, let, okay <laughs> let's, let's get serious. You blow a lot of things up people's ass. Smoke. No, no, I don't. But no, but no seriously, that <laughs> you have no idea what that song is really about. It's about. I, I do. I heard it. I felt. No, but it. we don't know. Tell us. No, but I felt that. But he's going to tell us. Wait. No, I, I can't. I. It's yeah. The thing is, when you write something like that, and you listen to it all these years later, it's a thousand times more meaningful, because she and I are still together and the person that the song was written about is very much alive and well. That's, that's okay. Jackie. But the beginning is beautiful. No, it's, not. it's Jackie. not Jackie. That's what he's telling you. He can't tell you what it is. Oh, you wrote that about me? Oh, <laughs> and you wouldn't know it. You have to listen to words, but it's, I just... You wrote it about me. That is so sweet. The Italian star. You're Italian. I'm an Italian star. <laughs> Listen, I like the intro. The moment I heard the intro, I knew I would like the song because the intro was so delicate and so romantic. ding a ling a ling It was beautiful. beautiful. Randy, that is a beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. And you have to understand, not only the song, where I was when I did it. I was in Stockholm. At Abbott's studio in a crazy situation on a a break when the musicians went out and the guy I was working with who didn't really speak too much English said, play something. And that's when I did both Young England and that song, both within about 45 minutes. And those were the ballads. You wrote it at, at that moment? No, I had written it, but it wasn't all together. And if you listen to it, that song, by the way, it's only me playing. There's no strings or guitar. That's yeah. and that Young England too, and yeah. that's what they are. And the other stuff on that album is a little different. Except the one you're going to talk about with Melly, "Everything Is Possible," was also the same thing. There's nobody on it. It's just me and some keyboards. So it's really funny that here, all these years later, uh, there's a response to these to these songs uh, that were done that way. It's just, just, I'm the only one, I guess, when I listen to the song, I know it's about, but also the recording of it and the situation uh, is crazy. It's a crazy thing, you know. 
And you but, didn't make no mistake on the piano. Not one. You're good. Did good. Well, <laughs> I I just I played I played them both once. I played them once through and those guys came back from lunch, the drummer and the bass player. And so we had what I did, then I overdubbed stuff, did one vocal and gone. And now it's all these years later when maybe somebody will hear it. Now you never released, a lot of people are gonna you hear never it. released it as a single. Never no, it was no it nothing was released. They okay, dumped another question. Another question. Yeah. Since you were married to Barbara Streisand, did you ever think of having your wife sing that song with you, a duet? Would be if gorgeous. You know anything about my wife, which you don't, and you think about her voice, she would never record that song. She would never think of singing that song. And Why? that's that's the end. Why? Uh she's a she's no, a singer and she has a good voice. No, you better no, you better start listening or or listen to Jackie DeShannon. I have listened to She doesn't do stuff like that. I no. Do stuff like that. No. You know, Ron, no. hey, no, Jimmy. Don't you have another room that he can take his dog into? <laughs> the dog's here. So I have to tell you, so I don't I don't download a lot of music. Um, and I've known you for a, a while now, and I listen to a lot of your music, but the one song that I actually spent money to download that uh that is your song that's that like I don't know how many people know it. it. The name of the song is called If Love Is Real. And to me, for me still, that is your best ballad song that you've done ever because it is absolutely beautiful. It's played beautifully, it's sung beautifully. It kind of gives you goosebumps. Um, so I want to give you kudos to that because that's actually my favorite Randy Edelman so song. So how come you never said that about me that I give that to you? You freaking song did that? I don't. Well, I was thinking about you. <laughs> the song about Ron I wrote is If Love Is Not Real. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, listen, I want to pay you a compliment. Billy Hess and Mark. And of course, Eileen had the nicest things to say about you. And I crack up laughing when Billy, I find out the jokes that go between you and Billy. They are absolutely a, a TV series. I mean, so funny. I, I can't do it on, on our show, but you guys together are hilariously funny. I can't wait to be the three of us. I think we'll rock the house. <laughs> okay. We will so have fun, the three of us. Billy Hess is a very funny guy. Oh, Billy. Oh, God. Billy. That's who I'm talking. Wait, where are you? <laughs> Billy Hess. He, he might not know. Like you said, it kind of fast. You have to say Billy oh. Hess, the photographer. No, Billy Hess is, is just great. Matter of fact, here. I'll show you. Here, I'm, I'm sitting here. I don't know. Here. This was Billy Hess's birthday present. Can you see it? Yes. It's Beautiful. A, you see it? It's a, it's a music box. But it's a real piano. It's really beautiful. nice. And Billy, gave, Billy oh. gave that to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also is a sharpshooter, you know, so let's, you know. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> He's a sharpshooter. That's what I just said. You and Billy, Eileen tells me what goes on, and so does Billy. The jokes between you and Billy are hysterical. That's what I said. We should do a TV show. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, it, it, it's, it, I don't know if we get away with it. But um, Billy is a fun. Get it going. 
So, so let's, because in, in, I think in four minutes, Melly Mel's going to come in and join us. So what did you think, first of all, about doing like uh, the, the song, you guys, the song that we're going to be playing in a little while is Everything is Possible, Randy Edelman featuring Melly Mel, Grandmaster Melly Mel. Um, anybody? I like the title of your album, I want to say, because it's a positive se signal. Uh, so what did you think about doing a, a song with a hip hop artist where you actually did it with him? Well, but, 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 okay, but we, we have to be, you want the truth, right? Uh, sure. I hear the song and he wonderfully, it's really interesting. I haven't ever spoke, spoken to him. He heard that song. I still don't know exactly who or how he heard it. And he responded to the, the lyrics of the song and one line in the song and that's what's incredible to me. And then he did his thing. I have we I had nothing to do with it at all. It's my track recorded all those years ago. He doesn't even know about that. He could have thought I recorded it last week. But <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it, I'm not this. So he uh, was exposed to it and did this great uh, rap to it uh, and really spaced out what he's saying. So it really goes along with the kind of message of the song. So I, I think it's he's terrific, and he, he did a great job. And I'm I'm really uh, proud of it and happy that he did it. It's not like some just odd thing that was tossed off. This is so you guys are going to meet for the first time on our show where you can see each other. What, they never met? No. Huh? <laughs> he just explained it to you. No, I, I know. <laughs> I, I know, but I thought that, that possibly they had met. No, you. they haven't met. No, this just got done like two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, they told me they told me like he's a black guy. I mean, the guy is like a white Jew, just like me, right? <laughs> Did you see him last night? He performed on the MTV. I, I I was out. I rushed home, but I missed it. Now I'll see him right here live. Yes, it's going to be terrific. So hold on, we're going to bring bring him on. Uh, bring him on. Uh, so go ahead and bring Melly in, and let's see if we can hear him and see him. Keep Randy here too. Hello, hello. Burns. Let me see. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's not a white Jew. Holy <laughs> shit. Melly, say something. Let's see if we can hear you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, all right. We got all right. Let me introduce you to everybody. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Von Russell, two-time Grammy winner, hip hop superstar, Grandmaster Melly Mel. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! Hey. <laughs> everybody. First off, this is my co-host, Ron Russell. Say hi. Hi, Melly. How you doing, Ron? Answer me the truth, Melly. Aren't you ashamed to be connected with that guy? <laughs> I mean, your friends, are, your friends are all going to make fun of you. <laughs> Where did you dig up that Joe from Brooklyn? I mean, New Jersey. New Jersey, please. I mean, you so know, you have to right? You don't need your career boosted. You're big enough. What are you doing with him? He's only going to tear you down. No, no. <laughs> Oh, he's broken. He's broken. He doesn't oh, know you. Oh, no. no, listen. Randy and I have this ongoing thing where we do put downs. Years ago in New York, the best Jews were comedians and they were all from Brooklyn. And they did put down comedy, which was hilarious. And I love it. And that's why I love Randy, because he puts me down, I put him down, and we have a lot of fun doing it. But I think Randy's probably the best. So wait, wait. so let us introduce you now since you have yeah. a yeah, let him speak. Yeah, Randy. Randy, say hello to Melly. Melly, say hello to Randy. 
Hey, Melly, pleasure to meet you. And and so it's so great what you did. Uh, it's just really very uh, it's very meaningful to me. Really, uh, really. Uh, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. When I when I when I first heard the song, uh, I thought it was a great song. It almost brought me to tears. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. So I just being on the song, you know, and especially nowadays in hip hop, I mean, it's nothing. You know, there's nothing really going on, uh, you know, real, nothing overly positive, but, you know, or even on a creative level. So I think us doing a song together, it just, uh, it just put another, you know, another uh, dynamic into, into what hip hop is. And it's going to be. Yeah, it, it did. Hop. And it really, what's great about it is, is that um, you, we really did do it together because you're completely responding to what is in that song when it, when only angels can block my way you know lines like that so what you did it was so great uh and it's very unlikely but uh it's just uh makes me feel really good that somebody connected that you connect with that song in such a strong way now are we allowed to play it yeah we're gonna play it you know, sometimes hey they pull us off the no, they're not gonna actually imagine it's your music and we're not allowed to air it we're yeah. gonna play it we're gonna play it i mean it's ridiculous so, so how about we do this so everybody because we're talking about it and we talked about it for a few minutes before you came on melly let's actually play the song and then after we play it we can talk about it and that way everybody everybody in the chat room is like wants to know what it is so how about melly you introduce it uh, since we let Randy introduce the other songs we played, you introduce it, and then one, the song we're playing is Everything Is Possible, the one featuring Melly Mel. Um, so introduce it for us, Melly, and then hang on, and we'll be right back. And right now, you can be listening to the musical greatness of the one and only Randy Edelman and the Grandmaster Melly Mel, the legend king, Everything Is Possible. And you're hearing it right now for the first time.
show to the crowd too. Cause the devil needed you to lie to. And if you ever ask God why you, then these words are written for you. Cause everybody's looking for a hero to bring truth and fight for what's right. Every theme, so we can dream our incredible dreams. And if you believe in the light and the power and the glory, and if that is true, then the dream is you. Everybody in the chat room loves it. It's terrific. We love it. What do you think is, hearing it there? It is a beyond beautiful song. Your voice, Randy, is really terrific. You're great too, Melody. What I love most about it is the message. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That That's message has been well. You know what? When you do something, you, you create something, and you put it out there, and then it's like this being from outer space this beautiful person came down, and that's Melly, and he did that, and it's incredible what he did. Just gorgeous. Thanks, man. Great. Thank you. I, I'm just Melly. I can't thank you enough because I heard rap when it started years ago. I was at a traffic light in my convertible, and the car next to me had rap on, and I was listening to it, and the lyric, I mean, some of it. I'm going to get you, woman. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to slit you. I'm going to kick you away. Oh, dear God in heaven, what the hell are we singing now? I'm used to Johnny Lucas. Stand there just a moment, darling. Let me catch my breath. I've never seen a 
picture quite so lovely. I was raised with idolizing women and praising women and, and, and sending out beautiful messages. And suddenly rap, which is called, what was it called? Neighborhood rap? Was oh, gangster rap. Gangster, gangster, gangster rap. Gangster, <laughs> I don't like gangster rap. I think it only damages our society. Well, your song is just so inspirational. It's just a beautiful song. And you did a beautiful job with it. And I'm so happy that you did it. Yeah, I think, I think that's uh, what, what music is all about. It's like music made by people. You make music such as a people. Or, and you know, because even all of us here is a series of songs. Those songs are the soundtrack of your life. So when somebody makes a song and that song touches somebody, in hip hop, the beauty of hip hop is that you could you could make an expression over somebody else's expression. So that that's what happened with with this song here. The bad thing about hip hop is it gives people uh, uh, the, the 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 ability to embrace the least important things in life. And that's when you get, you know, the, all, the, what, everything that's wrong with, with rap today is that you, you, you're getting all the respect from the bottom instead of respect supposed to come from the top on the way down. Respect and hip hop come from the bottom on the way up. That's why a, a, a dope dealer is a respectable guy or a pillar could be a respectable guy. And, and, I, think, you know, and, and I think with music, I think what needs to happen more is what uh, me and Randy did. He has an expression, and I put an expression on top of his expression, and then that made a, a, another song. You know, it's like a, a song within a song, but it's the same song because it's too, you know, it's, 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 it's an expression on top of an expression. Which, like I said, uh, uh, um, today's music needs more music like that. Yes. Oh, I agree. And you have many hits, and I suspect that this is also another one of them. It's going to be a hit song. Uh, for the people who think positive, of course, for all the negative people in the world, they're not going to say, eh, eh, eh. but people are learning to be more positive. I find. We are losing our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're losing our who we are. Humanity. Yeah, we're, we're, we're becoming a very crazy uh, people. And I think music like this is going to sort of put us back on the right track. Because there's nothing weak or faggy or anything about being kind and gentle and sweet. There's right, right, absolutely. Wrong with that. So and no song to stay. I love. I want to brag. I Randy hates when I do this. Let me conclude. You can have everyone that watches my show knows I'm not full of shit because I tell the truth. I always said I hate rap. I can't stand it. It stinks. But now I've changed my mind. You made me. You did it. And I'm not lying. And, and now, now look, now, the truth be told, now I'm one of the pioneers. We, we, you know, we've been, you know, since day one, we've been doing it. And a lot of rap right now, and everybody knows that about me. And I get a ton of flack behind it. I'm the most, I'm the most hated guy in hip hop simply because I critique things on the level of what I think is supposed to be critiqued. There's nothing, you know, uh, like like I'm I'm 62. I never got shot. I never shot nobody. I never stabbed nobody. I never been to prison. And that's about right, because when I was young and I was 15, I got into music. Now, granted, young kids today, they don't have the ability to get into music, because, I mean, it's just being the right place at the right time. I could have been my destiny. Who knows? But still, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. But in hip hop, what's wrong, sometimes it could be right. And that's why I don't listen to it. 
They'd be like, oh yeah, well, why are you why are you hating? I don't need to listen to a guy talking about how much drugs he's gonna sell and who he's gonna kill or talk about women. Now say all the time. I talk to guys that listen to him about all the time. You you can listen to a uh, uh, thousand songs that these guys write about hip hop, talking about how they would die for their friend, they they guys, two guys. Oh yeah, I'll die for this guy over here. Not one song about uh, somebody dying for his woman. Yes. Something's wrong. The the beginning, the basic is a la 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 means I love you. That's a song. That's a song about how much he loves a woman. Hang on. Jimmy don't hear songs like that no more. Jimmy just said hang on. Jimmy just said to me a little while ago that you did a song years ago talking about snow lines. No, no, white lines. And Anti-drug song. I want to brag a little bit. I want, to, I want to say to you, you are sending out the most fabulous message to music because music belongs to everyone. Absolutely. It doesn't have a race title name. So everyone that listens to your music, if you keep this, I'm a positive, crazy person. Everything I do is positive. I mean, that's all I talk You are so positive in what you, I have to choose from chills. I'm not bullshitting you. I don't do that. You are sending out to the needy people who listen to you, who need you. You are needed. You're sending out a beautiful message to help the world not be fucked up. And I think, you know, especially with the climate and the way things is now and a lot of, you know, the mental illness that's going around and, you know, and, and a lot of the mixed messages, because like uh, even, you know, with, 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 when people, uh, concentrate on other people's lives more than they have time to concentrate on their own life. You get, you're getting a mixed message of what's going on. Like, you know, somebody could have a perfect day and, and, and I, I could have a fucked up day, but if I really concentrate on what I'm doing, I could make some light out of my day, you know, because I'm trying to fix the problem. But if you just seeing all of these perfect days and, you know, people posting on Instagram and Facebook, they only posting the best parts. They only, you know, they only posting the best part of the meal, the best part of the day. That's not real life. Sometimes life is like uh, what Randy is talking about in the song. You know, that's a real life situation that in life, you know, it's a struggle. But if, if you could get past the little hurdles and the little pitfalls, I mean, life is a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I, I had a good life. I mean, and I started with and I come from the Bronx, we started with life, life is a beautiful thing is my good buddy song, you know. That's right. Life is a beautiful thing. I don't think it sings it. What the fuck sings it? Friend, what's oh, love is a beautiful thing. Love is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Right. Yeah, you know, Leon, I'm shooting Leon. Leon, right? Leon sings love is a beautiful thing. He's okay. another one like you. Anyway, He's hold another on. Another one so, like you that sends out a positive. Randy, Randy in the chat from the saying you need to say something. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> you need me to say something? I'll say one more thing. Okay. Uh, Millie. Next week, you'll be in New York? Absolutely. Okay, you and I, the two of us, we go to dinner, we'll talk. Okay? Let's, let's do it. I'll let you you know. That's it. Thanks again for doing what you did. It's just great. It gets better every time I hear the goddamn thing. Hey, Randy, I appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, Randy, we'll see you soon. Why, he's going to work? Yeah, because now we're going to interview Melly. Okay, guys. Great to see you. See you next week, Billy. Thanks, Ron. Thanks.
I'll see you somewhere, L.A. or New York. But we'll see okay. you. All right. Take care, baby. Bye. I can Jackie for me. All right. So anyway, so Melly, now we got to see you. So I want to first brag a little bit for you in case anybody doesn't know who you are. Everybody in the chat room knows who you are because we're about the same age. Oh, didn't we do a big thing last night? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But so you guys, this is Grandmaster Melly Bell. He was the lead vocalist songwriter for Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. He was the first to call himself an MC, which stands for Masters of Ceremonies. Some of his huge songs, The Message, which was the first hip-hop record to be added to the U.S. National Archive of Historic Recordings and the first hip-hop record inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. He also had the anti-drug song, White Lines Don't Do It. Beach Street, my, one of my favorite like movies of, of the era, Beach Street. Uh, he has the song title, and I'm going to have you do something for me for that. And also, for everybody who knows Chaka Khan's biggest hit, I feel for you, he does the rap in that. And um, he's done a ton, tons of other great things. But hello and welcome back to welcome to the show without Randy. And we're happy to have you. I'm excited. And you performed at the VMAs last month. Congratulations. And you look great. And you had that same hat on. You might have even had that same sweatshirt. <laughs> no, I had a, actually, I had a different, I had a white, I got a, a hat you know, made with white lines on it. And that's, that's Oh, what okay. But it had all the white stones. Same, same color scheme, though. Black yeah, and okay. white stones. You said you were 62, but you do not look 62 at all. I thought you no lie. I thought you were like 35. So you really got a compliment there. But is it because you're 62 that you have the intelligence to sing what you sing? If you were 21 today, you sing the same songs with the same uh, meaning. Uh, I, I believe so. I believe so. Because when I, when I wrote the verse of the message, a child was born in no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind, I was, uh, I was about 20, 21. But, I, you know, uh, it's, it's a creative process. When you create things, uh, and, and like I tell young people all the time, talent doesn't stay stagnant. Talent always, you, you, you're going you're gonna to find the different variations, going to be different levels, you're going to, you know, do different things. You know, a, a singer might go on 20, 30 years later to be, to be an accomplished painter. You know, he might, you know, have a beautiful garden because his talent, it branches everything out. So I, I think uh, when, when, when I was younger, I, I, you know, and given the vehicle, because like uh, the message was, was the, it was the first conscious rap song. So that, yes. that, was, that became the beginning of what is known as conscious rap, which is one of the most uh, powerful periods in hip hop. Because yes. you know it, it had people thinking, you know, uh, uh, more more realistic, and, and and you know trying to find, you know, describe the problem to get to so people can get to solutions. And I think that was one of the most important periods in hip hop. So and, think, and, and that was when I was in my twenties. Yeah. All your music is like that, though. All your all, all your music is conscious, you know, hip hop. You know, good positive messages in everything that you do, even when you're on other people's songs. You know, you're you're. They're always very positive, positive messages. Um, how, how was it for you? Like when you did when you did the message, I and mean, that's like one of the biggest songs like in hip hop history. You know, and that's what you performed last night. Did you have fun last night? Right, right. Uh, we did the we did the message. Yeah. Did you have fun? Was it fun? Oh no, great. Because I mean, it was the beauty of it. The beauty of music and the, and the beauty of hip hop. Uh, most of the crowd, easy was. You know, we had. 30 years on, you know, on most of the crowd, probably even more because there was some younger people. And they yes. still they still related to the song, they still was into the moment, and they still enjoyed the music. So that, and that's, you know, and, that, and that's actually, uh, uh, 
you know, a contradiction of what people would think about us in the music. And, oh yeah, they can't relate to you guys because you're too old. Look, at the end of the day, a good song is a good song. A great yes. movie is a great movie. You could, you know, you have great black and white movies, 12 Angry Men. I think that was a black, that's one of the greatest movies ever made. And it's, you know, certain things are timeless. And I think the message, that's a timeless song and it kind of breaks the mold over what people say that music is, like if it's for young people, because I said M the MTV Music Award, that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, I was like a fish out of water just watching the first 25 minutes of it. And then I, and I realized, you know, it's kids, you know, they're having fun, you know, and, you know, it's uh, stylish, it's, it's sexualized, you know, it's all of those things. And, and I'm 62, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I feel the same way about a lot of it, but I would not be publicly, you know, you know, I'm, I'm saying that, you know what I'm saying? Next, next question. I ask the most bizarre questions, by the way, that's what I'm famous for. I'm going to ask you this question. What were your parents like, your mom and dad? Are you, are they responsible for who you are today? I, uh, yeah, yeah, on, uh, 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 my, my mother, uh, she was a half-breed. And uh, my father was—he was, he was uh, a Geechee from South Carolina, but uh, but he was an alcoholic, you know. And, and uh, half breed what? What is she? Uh, what does that mean? Half white, half white, half Cherokee. Oh, I call them custom blends. See? <laughs> I'm a very dear friend of mine. She's a custom blend. Her dad's Italian. Her mom's a black woman. I think uh, African American, and I call her a custom blend. She, well, you know who she is. She's a famous singer. I can think of her name. Oh, oh God! The little girl we met at that movie, at the TV premiere, the singer. Oh, uh, the little black girl. She's not black. She's white. You know what the fuck she is? She's custom blend. I called her beautiful girl. God, she's gorgeous. And she said, "Ron, I'm going to use that forever. I love it. We are custom blend." I said, "Of course you are." So in the chat. In the chat, they want to know: Are you friends? Were you friends? Are you or were you good friends with all the other hip hop artists of your time, like back in the day? Uh, well, hip hip hop back then it was very competitive. We, you know, out of all the hip hop artists around uh, back then, we didn't start at, even talking to these guys till like, you know, if I, I we started in '77. I didn't talk to nobody from another group till about '80, '89, maybe. Oh, wow. It was very competitive. I mean, right now we we is more friendly, but I I choose not to really associate like with you know you know I be cordial, but uh you know it's it's it's, it's still hip hop. You know some of the guys I like, some of the guys I don't. But you know to me it's it's like uh you know I'm just I, I'm I'm uh I'm. I'm stuck in the old ways. I like, I, and I like the old ways of doing things. Competition, competition is, is competition. You can't, you can't be friendly with somebody and expect to compete on a high level, right. especially the way music is. I mean, I, you know, I respect everybody's talent, but you know, uh, everybody, everybody's all looking for the same thing. It's like the Lord of the Rings. Everybody want to wear the ring. I and I, I still want to wear the ring. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, respectful, but you know. What I don't understand is, and I know a lot of rock and roll people from my time, okay, and we've interviewed them, we're friends with them, and they, I say to them, you know, I go in the green room, and then they're all shooting up, they're doing all kinds of frigging drugs and shit. I said, why are you guys still doing this? You ever going to outgrow it? And they said, no, man, we like it. I said, but why are you doing it? 
oh, well, I was young, I was very poor, I didn't have anything, and then I got hooked on drugs. I said, yeah, but now you're a multimillionaire, you're very famous, so what do you need the drugs for? Lose them, because the drugs are going to be your destruction. I have never done drugs, I'm not lying, I don't like them, I see what they've done to people, I've seen pe careers destroyed from them, as you have, and I think you're a wise man not to associate with some of them who are so fucking loaded, they don't even know who you are, yet you're talking to them. Well, so we, we, you. you're not stuck in a hole, my friend. You are you are a tower of power. You know, we, we had our, our time when we was young, and you know, of course, drugs is a part of music, but like you said, uh, drugs destroyed a lot of, uh, you know, of very, very talented musicians, some of the greatest, I mean, you know. It's, it's they, killed they killed Elvis Presley. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know it can't get no bigger than that. Elvis Presley, Michael, yeah. Jimmy, I mean you know Amy Winehouse. The list goes yeah. on and on. Do you listen to all kinds? Do you like to listen? Do you listen to all kinds of music? Absolutely, absolutely. And growing up, we listened to all kinds of music because it wasn't no. It was very few R and B stations. So what we had was Top Forty. My father listened to country music. And then when when R and B radio came about, you know you had the Motown and all that, and, okay. and, and even through hip hop, hip hop, uh, uh, the uh, the term hip hop music is uh, uh, it's almost like uh, all, all all the great hip hop beats they were all different. Bob James and you know the honky tonk woman from Rolling Stones, you know the incredible bongo band, you know that's some kind of fusion music. The Mexican, you know, there's all these different kind of music. But it but uh, uh, the, the the little breakbeats and it married the music together. So we're in, in the early days in a, in a hip hop party, we played everything from disco to soul music. But it was a hip hop party because we no, listened to all the music. What do you think of Patti LaBelle, who's my favorite singer, female singer? I think she's great, great, uh, great range, great, great singer. Knock it out and make it happen. I love Patty LaBelle. I'm dying to get her on our show. Randy did a song with Patty LaBelle, yeah. actually. So uh, they, yeah. Whenever I have music people on, I always ask them, have you ever worked with Patty LaBelle? Have you ever worked with Patty LaBelle? No. I, 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 I don't even think I've been in the same. I, I had to at some point. I've been in the same room with Patty I've never met her. Okay. Patty LaBelle has your feelings about everything. Your, right. your politics are the same as Patty's. So she would definitely do a song with you singing about getting people to get back to being normal, regular, not hopped up and stupid and crazy. So wait. Productive, po you know, positive thinking. I'm not going to approach Patty. Yeah, you should say? do that. I would love to see you and Patty on a, on a label together. My God, it would be I mean, the, it was you, the power of rap, and Patty, the power of the high C. And the and the chatter, they want to they want to actually know. Do you listen to classical music at all? Uh, not a lot, probably. Not, not really. I mean, I'm you know, I mean, certain songs you you know because they're standard songs. Yes. I mean, you 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 hear certain things without listening to them, but I'm not really a fan of classical music. All right, so let's go to Beach Street. Okay, so Beach Street, one of the, the best hip-hop movies ever made, ever. Uh, uh, I actually uh, uh, love the actual song. How did, you, how did you come about writing that song, first of all? And second of all, my favorite part, like, well, I love the whole song, 
But at the very beginning of it, when you go, Beach Street, break down, rough. That's my favorite part. I love that shit. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that song came about, uh, well, Beach Street was produced by Harry Belafonte. So he's, uh, for those who don't oh, know, we're friends, with, we're friends with his daughter, Sherry. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's a, a entertainer and activist in his own right. We had a conversation before, you know, we got involved in the movie and what I wrote in the song uh, speaks more about the conversation that I had with Harry Belafonte than the actual song. You know, I just tried to kind of weave it all together in, in the two verses. But the, the, the main inspiration for the song was the, was, the, uh, was the conversation that I had with Harry Belafonte. Very, very... He was cool, Harry Belafonte. Excuse me. You and he was really cool, right, Harry Belafonte? Uh, we never met. Yeah, we we uh, well, he well, you know, he made a big impression on me. Okay. Because you know, because I, I knew you know I knew his, his history, you know, uh, like I said, musically and and uh, as well as uh, uh, his uh, his. Uh, you have know, you ever things met? That he did. Have you ever met Sherry Belafonte? Yeah, she 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 worked on the movie. As a matter of fact. Okay. So oh, I know. You know what a sweetheart she is. I have to go yeah, back yeah. and watch. I, I love her. When the movie, darling girl. When the movie came out, I don't think I knew as much about movies in Hollywood and everything as I do now. Like I don't have to go back and watch it, but I because I knew you were coming on the show, I listened to all your music a bunch this week while I was working. You know, just just to have the feeling that I knew you were coming on and I knew you were going to be on the VMAs. So what about like are there any artists today that you like to like to listen to? What now? Yeah, like in the last ten years or so. I mean that because you well, know, you know I, I, I like I like listening to a lot of um you know like R and B music, you know, uh Motown type music, you know, uh Otis Redding, uh 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 Sam Cooke, you know, that 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 genre. And I, I listen. I listen. I like Chris Brown's voice. Cause like when I when I work out, I work out a lot. So I only when I work out, I only listen to one song over and over and over. And that song is is like a Chris Brown song. Okay. But because I, it's something about his voice that I like, but I just I don't like his songs though. The song, you know. Have you ever met, have you ever met Diana Ross? No, I never never met Diana. I mean, my favorite was um, Love You Better Wake Up. Yeah, before we break Mary, up. Uh, Mary, Mary Wells. Mary Wells. Mary Wells, you're, you're 62. Yes, you should know who Mary Wells was. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Mary Wells. You know, she was the first uh, black singer from Motown that we used to listen to as kids. But we couldn't walk past the neighbors because they yell nasty things to us. Get those, you know, what's off your radio, you know, our portable radios. And we used to get really upset because we didn't understand what these stupid old bags were talking about. You know, Mary Wells was wonderful. Then we figured it out. They just didn't want black music in the neighborhood. So right. we said, we said, fuck you. And we used to blast it loud. You can curse, by the way, on our show. It's not like yeah, the piece. Because <laughs> a lot of them were old Italians from Italy. It's old, right. you know, our-minded guineas, and I used to do that. So I would walk by, and not only that, but I we had um, uh, Earth Angel, doo -doo -doo -doo, Earth, you know, Earth Angel. Right. I, I blast that one. So I used to wait until they really sounded black, the, 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 like the ink spots, 
or oh no, the best ones were oh I love the platters. Do you know the ink spots? Sure it does. The ink spots. I know, I know who the groups are. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for the ink spots, you would not be on television. The ink spots had the guts and the fortitude to be the first black singing group to go public in a white community. Oh my God. That really? was like, oh, that was like, fuck, what's going on? If I didn't care for you, that was the ink spots. Right, right. And they were the first black group to break into white music. And from there, it became Mary Wells. And then it, it, it multiplied. So you, you're standing on the shoulder, my friend, of some of the greatest black performers of music. And everybody today is standing on your shoulders. Yes. So isn't it <laughs> wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that your shoulders preach goodness? And hey, you know what the, what the, what was odd about what you're saying? Like, when people look at hip hop music, and you know, when people discuss and they go into this, it's like a term called culture vulture. And then, and then they say that hip hop is, is basically black music, but it's just the farthest thing from the truth. Hip hop, the, 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 the origins of hip hop is hip hop came from all kinds of music. So the basic premise of what the, the point I'm trying to make is that music is something that brings everybody together. If, if, you know, those are one of the things that weave in between people that brings people closer together. Because we all could be, you know, different religions. We all could have different politics. But, you know, it, it, it's hard to find a person that don't like Michael Jackson Elvis. Right. I said, I said it before. Music belongs to everyone. Absolutely. Music does not have a race, nationality, or a religion. Anyone can listen to it. Now, we have a friend. Twins and White Beats. He's a rapper. But if you hear him, you think he's a black guy because he sounds like a black guy singing. But he's white. And then we have. He did our show theme, actually, our show song theme. Yeah. And then we have a lot of friends that are white, famous rappers. So they tell me that it's a black thing. Anybody could be a rapper, right? And, 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 yeah. And, that, and that, that's the beauty of it because. Belongs, uh, belongs to everybody. Absolutely. And then. So, when I was growing up, they wanted you to sing a Frank Sinatra song. You're not allowed because you're black. I mean, what do you have to be Italian? And actually, uh, what's what's so funny is a friend of mine, and he had just sent me the track. But we uh, we put the New York New York sample in there, and I'm and I'm going to I'm actually sing it in the in the record. I'm actually singing that part. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I thought Frank Sinatra was one of the greatest entertainers because his thing was he tried to put everything together like he tried to you know with the rat pack that was the best you know the best comedian the best actor the best singer and he had sammy davis jr and he which and he and he pulled for him you know he, he pulled for him like he pulled for the rest of the guys and i think that moment in music history says a lot really frank sinatra lives in palm lives in palm springs that's where we are we're in palm springs and he used to go to the country club and the country club said no jews or blacks are allowed so Frank Sinatra went and started another country club not far away where he only had blacks and Jews. <laughs> so Frank Sinatra was a great advocate for equality. He didn't have any, he didn't, he was not too blind. So wait a minute, so you're in New York, New York, though you do the rap on it, is that like what well, he was colorblind, I'm sorry. No, he, no, he was. He wasn't colorblind. No, was colorblind. He was. Co he was. Wasn't colorblind. Wasn't. <laughs> so wasn't wait, that is that color. out someplace? Is that released someplace? When you did the rap for New York, New York, is that like something that's been released, or that's something you're working on? 
Oh no, that's a new project that we're working on right now. We try, we're going to try to we're trying to put together a New York anthem, and uh, but but uh, you know, and they was trying to you know think about like concepts for the music, and I said, listen, if you took if you took uh, the Frank Sinatra song, the New York, New York, which is the first New York anthem, and right. flip it, that would be a big song because it would, it would only be it would it would it would be a a a a, a big New York song, but it'd be a big you know big pop song. It's like a mainstream because and these and these are some younger guys that I'm working with, and their whole thing is to, you know they're trying to be uh, street, and my my thing is like. You could be street, but if you want to be successful, you have to be mainstream. Because yeah. that's what a lot of our songs were. They were, they were, their, their street, the message is a, is a, 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 it was one of the first street songs, it, it, but it's a mainstream song. The White Lines is more mainstream. So that, that's what I was trying to, you know, uh, influence the guys that's working on the song. We have to make a, a good mainstream song about New York. And then that'll be the real successful song. Well, real quick, to be we I want to give a shout-out real quick. So, um, number one, I want to give a shout-out to Eileen Shapiro, because I know that Eileen Shapiro and Rachel Kane from Tracks Records, who released the song with you and Randy, uh, because they helped bring this whole thing together. Uh, so we want to give a shout-out both to Tracks Records, Rachel Kane, who was a guest on the show not too long ago, and Eileen Shapiro for, putting this, for bringing you and Randy and, and everything together, because I think it's going to be a big hit. Um, and, uh, and then when I was growing up, when I was listening to you, uh, I was in high school in the 80s. And uh, the other people, like Sugar Hill Gang was really big. And then I progressed. I used to like things like Father MC and uh, uh, Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was a big favorite of mine, like back in the day. So, so did you like kind of like that other? Because that was all, none of that was like violent hip hop. That was all just fun. Let's have a good time and enjoy ourselves hip hop. See, I can't get in this conversation. Of course, I only listen to Johnny Mantis and Eddie Well, you know what? Like, cat, cats like uh, Kane and those cats. Actually, he's a good friend of mine today, now. He's a good friend of mine. You know, great guy, love him to death. And, and, and the reason why we became friends is because enough time went by for me to actually appreciate what he was doing, you know, like, uh, or, or who he was, because, I, you know, you, you don't know nobody until you get to know him. Right. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, to this day, I mean, like, uh, uh, and for me, like, when you get past Rakim and all of them, to me, everything kind of goes downhill. Because you now, now you're starting to talk about things that, um, you know, I, I was never a big fan of gangster rap and all that. I was, no, you know, simply because, I mean, you know, you're talking about killing somebody. I mean, do you really? It combines with what I'm saying. What made you do it? What made you do what you do? What inspired you to sing what you sing and not do gangster rap? Uh, it, it, well, it, it's all born out of necessity. I mean, in, in, in the South Bronx, uh, growing up in the in the early seventies, I mean, it, it it was nothing over there. I mean, it was I mean, like I pe when people think that they're poor now, they basically handle their finances poorly. That they're, they're not necessarily poor like we didn't eat every day. Poor like poor like everybody didn't have a decent pair of shoes. Poor we was poor like that. So in out, out of the necessity, and that's how hip hop was born. When uh, uh, we didn't have play streets, we didn't have no social programs uh, uh, or after school programs, but we had music 
and we have DJs, and then we, we would all dance to the DJ. And then from the dancing, you know, when we started uh, singing along with the beats and chanting along, and then, then you have uh, uh, MCing and rapping. And, and those three basic elements was the only thing that was normal about us living in the Bronx. Everything else was, you know, it was drug infested, it was, it was poverty stricken, uh, uh, it, it was nothing there. But, uh, and, 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 that, and that just goes to show how, you know, the greatness of, of believing, in, in, you know, in, in the Lord, because he gave, he gave the guys that had the least the tools to make something that 40, 50 years later became the, the, the norm. It became the, you know, the staple. Like, you know, you have uh, uh, three or four guys that came from the hood that they're business. Yes. And, and, but it's all because of this thing that was given to us that we had nothing. So when, when people tell me about how kids are, you know, yeah, well, they don't have much and we had less than nothing. We came up with hip hop, man. You got a little bit more than us. You should be able to think and 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 and, and figure out something to to to, uh, to you know to better you know the communities or to you know you know. Uh, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm not talking necessarily about white line, but hip hop embedded music. It made it made music better. It made it more palatable to people that didn't like other music because it came from yes. all of these different music. So jazz yes. and rock and and, and, and country, you know, it all, it, it, you know, hip hop just fused everything together. So, you know, I, I, you know, it, it was a beauty into it. Now, I don't think the people that do hip hop or the people that promote hip hop, I don't think they understand the true beauty of what the genre was meant to be. Yeah, but, you know, but, uh, but I do, so, you know. Basically in the chat room, they're saying how you changed, you paved the way for so many people Basically, you changed the history of music by doing your thing. That you're like, you'll you'll always be remembered in history for I it. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. Okay, I'm going to answer a question that's probably going to be a very provocative question. Probably the most provocative I've ever asked. Since you're a custom blend, what was it like growing up in the Bronx, half white and half black? Well, uh, where the kids call you? Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't because uh, uh, I think most most of the most of the, the people that we grew up with they were they were they were mixed, but uh, uh, kids see me because I had a big head. So, <laughs> well, I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. I grew up very poor. Also, we we were on welfare. It was it was wartime, Second World War. We were at war with Germany and Italy and uh, uh, Japan. Growing up in Brooklyn, it was a little rough. Uh, wasn't easy growing up in Brooklyn. I could have become a wise guy because I grew up with all the wise guys, but I didn't choose to. I chose a different path. Now, maybe it's because I was gay. I don't know. If I was straight, would I be a hood? I, I really don't know. I don't think so because of my parents. The way I was raised... And I think your parents had a lot to do with what, how you were raised. We just don't wake up one day and say, we're going to do what we do. We are our parents, I believe. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, uh, we actually had a pretty hard upbringing. And, you know, family was, you know, not, you know, not the best family situation. But uh, out of all that, uh, you know, you, you had to learn. I mean, because it, it, it wasn't... 
you know, it, was, it wasn't a, a, a lot of definite opportunities that led you on a strict path, and especially, um, you know, my father was an alcoholic, so it wasn't like he was the best uh, example, but he was a good example of what not to do. So, I mean, it's basically the same shit, you know what I'm saying? I, you, know, I, you know, one of my earliest uh, uh, memories of my father's like, I don't want to grow up to be like that, you know what I mean? And, and, and in a lot of ways, I'm like him, but I'm definitely nothing like, I'm not, I'm not like that. So, uh, it, it, you know, but, it, but your family always has something to do with how you turn out, either good or bad. Yes. Somebody had to teach you right from wrong, probably your mother then, because you didn't grow up. I Listen, I'm from New York, native, born there. I know the South. The, the Baldings used to be the gang in my day up in the Bronx. You didn't go near the Bronx Zoo because the Baldy gang would kill you. These were all bald guys and they'd kill you. So I know from the, the streets. I was raised in the streets. Um, you had two choices in the street, as you know. Absolutely. Rob, rob the store or go in and pay for it. And those were your choices. Right. You, have got, you I am begging you, you've got to do a song. You should do a book. About French and, what is it called? Huh? Crash and Steel? Well, smashing Grass. You have to do a song about Smashing Grass. It's not right. Don't give me excuses that you're on uh, drugs. It's, it's wrong. You can't take somebody else's living away from them. I don't care who you watch, wrong. You have to get a song out there to tell all these young kids in the ghettos that you don't have to be what the other fellow is. You are you are the male Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey came from shit. She was raped. She was a prostitute. She was used, abused, and beaten. And she's the richest woman in the world today. Sing about that. Get that message out to black people. Black people, people. and white people. I didn't finish. Black people and white people that are in those ghettos that feel there's no future. There's nothing they can do to get out of it. Bullshit. Bullshit. And see, and see what it boils down to, because we have a school program. We, we've been doing school program going on uh, 10 years now. And, 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 when, and when I talk to the kids, it's like, and I, I tell them, don't, don't listen to what nobody said. The only thing is, is hard work and, and sacrifice. And, and you, you know, the, the easy way out is the easy way in. There's not, there's no yeah. shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to it. You ain't gonna oh, your way out. You ain't, you know, you ain't gonna fuck your way out. You gotta work, you gotta work your way yeah, out. I'm, I'm good friends with Kathy Sledge, you know, from the Sister Sledge, the group, Kathy. And I said to Kathy, why are you and your sister so fabulous? You are the nicest girls, the most decent girls, married, children, so wonderful. She says, because we had a mother that taught us about the Lord. She said, right. we had a mother who raised us correctly. If you ever met Kathy Sledge or her sisters, they're the most delicious people you ever want to meet. So you see, folks, you can get out of the shit. Absolutely, but see, and at the end of the day, it's it's all it's all what you want out of life. Right now, the the uh, the, uh, the standard of, of happiness is very low. It's not it's not spiritual guidance. It's not this awakening. It's nothing like that. It's Material. like you know, I, I want to have some money so I could buy some clothes, so I could get high, so I could go throw my money away. It's, it's very low. It's not. 
It's like I said, there's no spiritual awakening. There's none of this aha moment. You're like, you wake up, okay, yeah, that's what it was all about. Okay, yeah, now I got the answers. It's nothing like that. It's very frivolous. I want, you know, I want a nice car. It's not, it's not my generation anymore. My generation, we were raised in the movies. You can do it. You can become it. You can, like, I used to watch movies in, with Betty Davis in these mansions she lived in. I didn't even have a shower. How do you like that? I used to have a bathtub. We'd fill a spaghetti pot with hot water, throw it in the bathtub with a little cold water, and took a bath. Here I see Betty Davis in 1945, 46, in this beautiful home, showers and bathtubs. I said, people have bathtubs and showers? Okay, hold on. We got it because we only have a minute. Anyway, so that inspired me to be who I am today. So real quick, I want everybody to, first of all, they can follow Melly on uh, on Instagram, you guys. It's at Melly Mel Glover. Uh, so you can follow him on Instagram. Please go and support the new song. It, uh, it's called Everything is Possible. Randy Edelman featuring Grandmaster Mel Mel. Um, we have a, a, a friend who does all kinds of stuff for us. She's a big supporter of the show and does a, a lot of graphics for Randy and everything. And her name is B. Claudia. She's in Germany. If you can do me a favor and just say, hey, B. Claudia, because she's like freaking out that you're here. What, what's her name? B. Claudia. B. B. E. Like a B. double. Claudia. Yeah, hey, say B. Hi. Claudia, how you doing? There you go, because she's like loving it. Um, we wish you all the luck. First yeah. of all, congratulations on such a stupendous career. Um, uh, and I really hope the show, the, the new single blows up. And, and when you and, got and I want to say something that's very honest. I have no idea who you are because I don't follow rap. Now I'm a fan of yours. Now I will follow you. Now I will go to your shows and listen to your music because you sing what I want to hear. Thank you. It. I've always been a fan, so. Enjoy talking to you guys, Jimmy Starr. Thank you. I'm 83 years old, so I'm from the, you know, the older days. All right. Thank you so much, Melly. Good luck with everybody. See you soon. And keep singing the Lord's praise. There you go. Bye-bye. Appreciate you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, we got a nice week, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Really nice. Absolutely. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Enjoy. Have a great weekend. Bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.